like I said, authentic conversation with Kim. I hope that the podcast finds you well, as always. And thank you so much for allowing authentic conversation with Kim to be a part of your day. And thank you so much. Um, so I was, I started and then I got interrupted. So you all know that I seldom um, call names or uh, about infamous people unless it's like this really, really big deal, right? Um, because I'm not trying to find a plug or whatever. And again, you could talk about people's scenarios without actually calling their names. Um, in my opinion. However, based on the situation in and of itself and what has occurred, um, I feel the need to give a backdrop, give my personal thoughts about it, and then um, imagine my face. So, there is a minister, Bishop Noel Jones, which I personally adore. Um, I have been following his ministry for decades now. Um, and I personally think that he uh, he is an altruistic minister and person. Um, he has a very lofty vocabulary, which is very intriguing to me. And he seems to be very genuine in ministering the gospel of Jesus Christ, whether he's more of a New Testament preacher, but whether he comes from the Old Testament or the New Testament. And he's very, he's like a straight shooter for me, personally. And he doesn't hold any punches in regards to what we um, can see or what we, um, what is revealed from the church through the church on the spectrum. And so I definitely appreciate that. He has also um, been very upfront about his previous marriage and, you know, the demise of the marriage and why the demise was of the marriage. And he seemed to be, as you would listen to him, distraught about the demise of the marriage. Not that, you know, he, not that, let me see, not that he wanted her back or anything like that, but the fact that it did not work out for whatever reason and he seems to have took the onus on the reason why the marriage did not work out he's very clear on that straight shooter so on and so forth he has children um and he has a large following and he's been a bishop for decades now right having said that a few years ago they had a um show called Preachers of LA, and I'm sure at some point you guys can, you know, go and Google it or whatever and see or YouTube it or whatever and see some of the segments. But in the segment, he had a, a friend named Loretta and um, a counterpart, if you will, and they maintained that they were, um, pl- what is it, platonic for the most part, yet and still they were really close, right? And some of the ministers and the bishops who had already been married or were married or getting married kept on um, suggesting that he marry her, that he marry her, that he marry her, that he marry her. Now, they have supposedly been rocking for like decades as well. Most recently, they got married. And so we say congratulations to them and we wish them Godspeed in their marriage. He is presumably 70 at this time and she's presumably in her late 50s or early 60s I want to say 
now you can youtube it if you want so they have the proposal on um that's public they have the reception that's public and then they have segments of the marriage that's public now the wedding ceremony rather and so of course you know me being a follower of him and you know being excited about it I watched it um and then I end up stumbling across this girl who has a podcast and the girl who had a podcast she ends up saying out of her mouth that um Loretta should be ashamed of herself or she feels embarrassed for her because she waited so long for Bishop Jones to propose and go through the whole process of making her his bride. And I want to go on record in saying that our timing is not God's timing. That's one. And the fact of the matter is we do things differently than the world does things or we should do things differently than the world does things. And this woman stood on stage in front of his congregants and made it a point to say how she loved him, how she waited, how she was in love with him, how, you know, all the things that she wanted actually came to fruition and she did not mind waiting the years that she waited in order to have the relationship that she has. So, my thing is, if she's okay with it, and he's okay with it, who are we to have a problem with it? And don't get me wrong, I do think that he is a very particular kind of man. He has shown that um, it's very evident from when he was on um, L.A. And this is the person that they've been rocking together for eons. So whether or not they are married or not, they were still getting the benefits of marriage, right? As far as the relationship and the companionship part. Then she had the nerve to say that he by no means was chaste. First of all, who are we to say whether or not he was chaste? And don't get me wrong, I understand we do make the assumption that if people are together, quote-unquote platonic, or you say he's just a friend, that there has to be some sexual intercourse. But that's not necessarily the case. And I will say, after following him, or since following him for the 30-odd years, or whatever decades that I've followed him, I will say that there has never knock on wood god bless god and thank you jesus that there has not been any spoken word of impropriety with him and his membership him and a woman or him and anyone else and so that is a blessing in and of itself and so again i don't want us to hear these stories or look at somebody's life and make assumptions about stuff that we have personally no idea about I again I don't know what it is that people do behind closed doors nor is it my business to know what they do behind closed doors for the most part because when we talk about people of God we know that God knows and sees everything and judgment is totally reserved for God and God alone and he will have to deal with that man if indeed there have been any level of impropriety or again he's not representing the 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 pulpit 
as one should. And we do know that there have been men as well as women who have been frowned upon based on their lifestyles outside of the pulpit. But this man has not shown me personally anything or have I heard anything contrary to him being a genuine man of God, just being a man as well and wanting to make right with this woman. You know what I'm saying? Irregardless of what has concurred. And if this woman decides that she wants to hold out and wait 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, or however long for this man to marry her, then that's her business. And that's what she should do. Because again, as I recall, and please do not get me wrong, I know, I, I, I know for personal experience, and I could just even imagine waiting. And your girlfriends are in your ear, and you're seeing this, and you're seeing that, and you're doing this, and you're investing in this, and you're doing this, and you're doing all of this stuff, and yet and still it hasn't come to fruition, and therefore you're still waiting and you're hoping. And there has been times where women have waited for men and it has never happened. And you have women who have waited and it's happened. And she had said that she had prayed for something specific for him. And when the day that he proposed to her, she actually saw whatever it is that she was praying for manifest through his eyes or through his spirit or through him or so on and so forth. So she's okay. And I will say this too, that when you look at her, um, when you look at the wedding and you look at the ceremony, that she was adored so beautifully. You know what I mean? She, I mean, it's like whatever she dreamed of, it happened. And so I say that to say this, that, you know, we wait for the manifestation of the beauty and of, you know, what God has promised us. Predicated you receive the promise of God or predicated your heart is, you know, somewhere and you want the manifestation thereof. And again, God can't lie, so therefore he's able to do it. And it made me think about Abraham in the Old Testament that how he was given a promise. And they say, and I don't know the whole timeline, but we know it was about 20 years to the manifestation of Isaac, right? And because of the tarrying and because of the waiting, Sarah interjected. And because of Sarah interjecting and Abraham going along with what Sarah was doing, so on and so forth, then we have Ishmael. The promise did not cease. The promise still exists in of itself. However, it became really convoluted and it became, you know, a little bit crazy for Abraham and so on and so forth. And again, it is what it is. And so I, you know, again, it's easier said than done when we're on the outside looking in. And as you get older, you understand the waiting and, and you understand the purpose. And hopefully and prayerfully, everybody is you know, above board, and it's legit, and so on and so forth, and again, I understand one of my girlfriends says 72 is not young, 
right? However, God promised 120, and he still looks to be vibrant. And so hopefully they'll have good times and enjoy each other. And I'm sure at this point they're okay with having older children and so on and so forth, right? And then again, you can always adopt, whatever. So, you know, this girl just gets, she just, I'm like looking at her like, what are you talking about? And how dare you? Because again, and just like me, as authentic as I am to be, A-C-W-K-I-M, I outlook.com, you can email me, you can ask me personal questions or whatever, and I aim to answer them to the best of my ability. But again, we don't know. You got women who got with a man, i.e., within a year and two years, and they have no marriage whatsoever. He was a cheater. He was a liar. You know what I'm saying? He ain't doing what he's supposed to do. Trifling is all get out. You know, who are we to say? And you have people to make the best decision with all the information and it still turn left. And so when we sit here looking at other people's lives, making judgment calls or, you know, and then directly calling them names and stuff like that, like you going too far in my opinion. Now, again, you're entitled to that as your, you know, your platform and you can say what you want to say. But I personally commend her for holding out. I commend him for holding out. You know, I commend them both. For, you know, and he, he and he would laugh and he's laughing saying he didn't know it took all of that, you know, in regards to a marriage or whatever. But again, we're talking about somebody that's renowned. We're not talking about somebody that don't nobody know, like who, whatever. Like this is a renowned minister. And so even as a pastor and a pastor or a bishop or a minister in that field, you know, it does matter who you are together with you know who you are in a relationship with because now she has to represent him as much as he represents her but he's already established so much and so he's not just going to choose somebody because they pretty or choose somebody because they're attractive or choose somebody because he thinks they won't rob him he got to have the whole package and he actually um mentioned his reasons and his justifications for actually marrying her and again and I thought about it you know a lot of times we sit here and we think about marriage as oh we just booed up and I just love you and you just cute and you just sexy and you attractive or whatever and yet and still it's about ministry and it's about business and so scripture clearly says do not be unevenly yoked and as he has matured because I think sometimes we think because oh we did something grown that we're mature and I don't think that was the case for him because again he laments about how it went wrong and so now he has an opportunity which again I'm not opposed to second marriages third marriages or whatever it is what it is but again we see a transformation in him to make right with this one right and we wish them the best of luck but what we're not going to do is downplay it or make her feel some kind of way because she waited for what it is that she wanted and she got what she wanted and in my opinion she fared very well because he's not a bad looking guy and the fact of the matter is he's truly well established and he seems to be a decent man for the most part what else do you want and she says she gonna love him into into eternity because irregardless of what happens, when people get divorced, scripture clearly says, you're not married. And so for the latter to be better than the former, we hope for her. 
and you know I heard somebody the other day that's in their 50s and they seem to be kind of hopeless but we've known people to get married in their 80s you know we've known people to reinvent themselves at 50 and 60 and 70 years old we just recently saw somebody graduate and finish something that they wanted to finish we've seen a couple of those in this year finish some education that they wanted to finish at the latter part of their year at um, latter part of their lives because that was just a goal upon them and that's something that they wanted to do and so when do we stop shaming people for not moving according to how we think they should move or having some level of jealousy or animosity because we don't understand what it is that they're doing or why they're doing what they're doing it's not for us to do that and again if personalities and behaviors and stuff like that shift then yeah I can absolutely say that and yeah he may be a man that he's been single for over 30 40 years when you become single and you've been single for a long time yes it is very difficult I can personally attest to that to have somebody come in to share your life because we know that when you share your life with somebody there is some there's change because you're used to doing things your way and now you have to incorporate or participate in doing it the other way or doing another way you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you can't teach old dogs new ch- tricks. That's what they say. So, you know, I'm not mad at them. You know, again, you can YouTube it, and it's not so much for a plug, but I just want to put it out there that we need to be, again, very mindful about the things that we share and the things that we say when it comes to people in their lives and what we think they should be doing. Again, if it's not harming or hurting anybody, if it's not heinous or crazy, the things that you should be talking about and the things that we should be talking about, we're not talking about those things. And I'm trying to figure out as to why we're not talking about that. Why we're not talking about the things that we have platforms. Why we're not talking about the things that we really need to be talking about. Instead of sitting here and you use stargazing. And then you got the nerve to be trying to pull some stars down. You understand what I'm saying? Where we do that at? Imagine my face.